This is episode number 101, Mindset, with Andrea Sanchez. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to give a brief shout out to our review of the week, which comes from Raven Beria. So many of us try to get even with others when instead we should be overcoming odds with ourselves. Oleg doesn't shy away from being honest, no matter how hard it is to bring up the past. And it's that honesty that has the power to impact so many lives. Thank you so much, Raven, for the awesome review. If you want to be featured on our review of the week, please go ahead and leave us one on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. Now, let's get back to our guest. This week's conversation features Andrea Sanchez, versatile leader and solutions provider driven to impact organizational culture, communications, and stakeholder experiences. Highly adaptable professional who has worked closely with C-levels, customers, Fortune 500 companies, nonprofit organizations, schools, consultants, and cross-functional teams in strategic and tactical project implementations. Without further ado, please welcome Andrea Sanchez. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Ads podcast. Today's guest is someone that I had met through a phenomenal group uh, called Humans First. In fact, her and I were on the call earlier today, and I wanted to have her on this show. Her name is Andrea Sanchez, and really discuss this topic of um, this label that we choose for ourselves, it's called broken. And especially for those who have suffered or, or lived through traumatic experiences in lives, myself included. And so I really wanted to, Andrea, have you on this show, first of all, um, to talk about this topic with us. And, and hopefully through this conversation, we'll be able to de- develop a different perspective for any of those that are listening and ourselves included, that we can look at it from a different view. Uh, so first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And uh, the way that I would like to start this off is asking you this rather loaded question. And I think we we get asked it so many times that we even forget how to answer it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, who are you? You know, if you were given a chance to, I recently um, heard of this joke, a friend of mine had said, she was listening to another podcast and, and the host on that show typically asked this question that, you know, you have 30 seconds on the plane, you, you bump into someone. How do you introduce yourself if they were to ask you, who are you? You know, even though it's supposed to be a very simple question, I think it's a very deep question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if nowadays, if I were to respond to that today, I would say it's someone searching to belong. Mm. And if I would have been asked that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have given a different answer. 
Um, so all my life, you know, I've had different roles, different experiences and uh, a hurdle growing up. But I think through all those experiences, I'm, I found um, it's a step closer to finding myself mm. um, and to being true to who I am. So I'm, I'm now that I'm have more of a glimpse into who I am and who I belong and owning that, I'm trying to find where I belong and where I can spread those gifts. So mm-hmm. that's who I am today. That's well said. And you know, the reason why is I think the the point that you made me realize is kind of embracing your whole journey, all the events and all the experiences. I think what I know for me, when I started to look at it differently, as far as there is no right and wrong, there just is, especially when it comes to decisions, that's when life be, it, it truly did become a lot more fulfilling because then I was no longer blaming myself for, oh, I can't believe I did this when I was 16 or 18 years old. It's like all of the things that you made as far as the decisions, they make up who you are today. Mm -hmm. So why don't we just take ownership of it and acknowledge the beauty within that whole journey? Yeah, it's it's hard. It really is hard. Um, It's kind of like you live and learn kind of thing. You don't realize that ownership will make you stronger mm-hmm. um like you said you try to at the at the time you try to um appear perfect or that's not me or because you want to not feel embarrassed or whatever it may be because you're trying to fit in mm-hmm. so you try to hide parts of who you are or maybe perhaps hide something that you've done that in fact someone else may feel that wow they really stood out in that way and they shouldn't feel embarrassed so it's it's definitely when you come to terms that ownership, good and bad things that you've struggled by or have been glorified by good and bad, they, they all make up who you are. And, and once you start embracing that is when you start feeling like a freedom and a peace mm. inside your life. Mm. I'm not I completely there yet, but I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all, I think we're all work in progress when it comes to all of that. So we're all trying to find our way every single day and you know every day brings in new challenges and obstacles that we have to learn to grow through right the uh the topic of today's conversation that i wanted to explore is this whole late concept or label broken and as you had mentioned in the prior question was that you know many people with traumatic pasts have been labeled broken most of their lives and the question that you posed was what can be done to change this mindset I think before we kind of dive into the practical steps that people can possibly take with labels when it comes to in general, take us a little bit step back and help us understand when in your life did you feel like you were labeled broken and ultimately like what helped you redefine that particular label in your life moving forward? No, great question. Um, it take, I must say, before I answer that, that I was extremely nervous in speaking to you today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been to lots of podcasts and lots of interviews, but in this particular one is the first time where I truly open up about my story, and I've never done that before. So I, I appreciate the opportunity and really to, to walk the talk of what I preach. Um, I feel like ever since I can go back and remember, I've always felt broken. I felt probably that I was born broken. (laughs) I felt that I've 
I can't be possibly part of this family that I was raised in for real. Like I've always felt so out of place, so imperfect, so not what everyone wanted me to be. Um, such a disappointment. And I've always, that became the norm to me that I never really realized that that was the wrong way of thinking and the wrong way of going about life. Mm. Um, I saw other people happy, having healthy relationship with their parents. Um, but, you know, and I wish what, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be that way? Now, fast forward, I know that everyone has a battle. Not everyone shares it. Not everyone shows it. But that's what I was seeing at the moment when I was in elementary school or in junior mm. high, etc. So what I mean by broken is to... For as far back as I can remember, um, I lived in a very, very strict household, Hispanic parents. Now, I know they loved me. They did everything they could for me, and they would do everything they could for me. Um, but at the same time, it, they were very, very, very mentally controlling. Um, and I didn't realize this until I started to finally want to think for myself and started to realize I'm my own person etc. That's when it started to, to really get inside my mind. Uh, so all, all the years growing up, all I can remember is being told what to wear, what to think, what to say. If you think a different way, then you know, you're an embarrassment or everyone else is thinking this way. Why don't you think this way? What's wrong with you? Um, do you need to see, do you need to talk to someone? Do you need to see a, a, a psychiatrist? Do you need to take some medicine? We need to fix that because I don't mm -hmm. understand what's wrong with you. Um, we have not, we've not done nothing for you to feel this way. We've given you everything we can in life and yet you treat us this way. And, and what, what I mean by treat us this way is that I've had tried to speak up and share my emotions. I tried to speak up and share who I was becoming my beliefs, what I liked, what I disliked from, you know, special, from minimal things like the type of clothes I wanted to wear. I didn't ask for a lot, just I didn't want to wear certain bright colors. I was more like a, you know, earth tone kind of person <laughs> and still am. But, you know, I was forced to wear these bright pinks and fuchsia and, and it was just so not me. And I felt so embarrassed every time I went to school. So it, 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 it dealt with as far as dressing, um, what I was allowed to think, what I was not allowed to think. If I thought a certain way, I, I was wrong. I was ridiculous. I was laughed at. Um, I was put down. I was told. I, I remember as a child keeping this journal where I started. I don't know where it went, but I started keeping a list of all the disturbing things that hurt me that my parents would say to me. and it got pretty full um, and one of them was why did what did I do that God punished me to to have you as a child and mm. um, who would ever want to get together with you or be with you the rest of your life and I hope you know you have kids as as bad as I have just so, so you know what you're putting us through and and I was always like a straight A goody two-shoes person always trying my best but I realized that all this time in my life, I was just trying to please them. 
and there was nothing I could do to please them unless I was a mirror image of them. Mm. Um, and that is how I would get my worth. That is how I saw my worth. If they were happy, then I was happy. If they were pleased at me, then I was pleased at myself. In fact, I remember, I remember in my mind keeping track of, okay, I know for sure that on my birthday and on the day I graduate and the day I get married and perhaps the day I get have kids or like all these milestones, I know for sure that they'll be happy that day. So they won't be mad at me. So I can mm-hmm. count on those days that they will actually like who I am. <laughs> so that's how I tracked my life of where I could be happy, which was ridiculous. Um, it got really out of control, of course, when I was in my teenage years and really was trying to find who I was and based on what I was going through at home. And then it, it got even worse at school because I was so doubting myself and feeling so horrible that I, I was so insecure. So that was a target for bullies. And so being at school, not being accepted and then being at home and not being accepted, I had, I thought I was, maybe I am broken. I'm not sure okay. what is going on. So fast forward, I was, I was forced into many, many counselors, um, even forced to, to, to say, to, to take some medicine and to see if that would do anything. And I, I eventually it led me to actually get depression, to actually get anxiety, even though at first I wasn't. Um, so it, it just, created that it was at the end of the day it was emotional abuse now that i see it Mm -hmm. um and some of it was even some sexual abuse from the bullying so it's i was just a mess and i really thought that i i I, what am i doing um so i was in a really bad place so my whole story is and purpose is that i want to give others the courage to know that even though someone may look like they have it all together um, or are a straight A student or a superhero at work or are your best, best, best friend, a person that will never let you down, they may have fought or are going through a battle that you have no idea. And you may have more things in common than, than you think because you mm-hmm. may have gone through that as well. Mm-hmm. What ultimately broke that silence for you? Um, that's a great question. I think, I think I just had enough. It was, it was to the point where my anxiety was affecting how I was projecting myself to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't like who I was becoming. I was saying no to many opportunities. I was, um, being more pessimistic than I should be. Um, And I definitely did not want to instill that to my kids. Um, So it, it was just exhaustion. It's just, I've I've had enough. And, and also what triggered actually was, I think it was in 2014, I think it was um, when I had two friends back to back, um, they just went one from a horrific accident and another one just 
lost a battle with cancer, um, one back to back. And then that made me realize, you know, tomorrow, even though everyone always says it, it just hits you sometimes that tomorrow is mm -hmm. not guaranteed. So do I really want to continue living life this way or do I want to go and, and take the steering wheel of life and, and live the life that I believe I am here to live? Um, mm. And now I need to find out what that is, but I, I really feel like all of us are here for a reason. And I, I was from then committed to, to find my reason. Mm -hmm. I love that point because, you know, I definitely can say that I, I had many times like that in my life. One of them in particular, I remember I was going into high school and uh, I was adopted, ended up coming here in 2005. So I was put in sixth grade. And it was a it was a very difficult transition because not only do you come into a new culture in a new country, having to learn a new language, you also come at a very pivotal age for kids when they begin to form their identity, form their groups, form their environments. And so I I was paired up with a friend of mine, and I make a joke about it now. I say he is not the he's not the best role model a foreigner could have at that particular time. <laughs> And, you know, for me, it was very fortunate to be in a position when I was in high school to be able to re-identify who I was and what you were saying. Like, I don't, I'm not this person, you know, I'm, I, yes, I did those things, but I didn't really understand those decisions at that particular time. And I didn't understand the consequences. So right. when I was sent to the principal's office once a week, you know, I thought that the things that I were doing were just normal behavior. But it was not. And so breaking away from that model, it took a lot of courage to be able to step into that space. And I think especially as we continue to grow into that person and finding that ultimate thing that we believe we are born to do, that also requires a huge level of courage. Right. Because it's like, well, how are, is my environment going to be the same? Are the people that are supporting me now, will they still support me? if I choose to take a step forward with whatever it is, right. do, do you find yourself in similar positions you know, now that you have developed yourself for who you are and continue to strive for a greater version of it? Do you find yourself that throughout that time, your environment might be changing slightly? Oh, definitely. And if, and if it doesn't, um, I found that I needed to change it myself, um, which is, a reason I quit a great job, actually, but it was a very toxic culture, mm -hmm. um, which triggered all sorts of things growing up. So I, I, I quit that two years ago. Um, people thought I was nuts, um, but I quit it because it was, I felt like it was holding me back from what I wanted to do as far as my passion, giving others the courage to speak their truth and find themselves and you know, I was, I really believed in that. So I felt I had to walk the talk and to make it happen, I needed to really shape my environment to support the craziness that I was going into. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, and, and to this day, I, you know, I have my own company. I, I have my, my chat that I do every Tuesday on Twitter, which is just really community service, I think, because I, I just have fun with it. It's not a business or anything, but for five years, I've 
I really connected with some great people and we just share our stories. And I think right now it's, it's great. Um, mm -hmm. And those that think that's foolish, a waste of time. And why am I still doing that? You know, they're no longer really in my circle and, and that's okay too. Um, but humans first, for example, it's, I just randomly ran into that cause I met, um, Kevin in one of the conferences this fall and, um, I just found instant connection. So it's, I don't know. I think it's all about the energy, whether it's the energy that pulls you in or an energy that pulls you out and you have to trust that energy when you get that noise. Mm -hmm. out of your system and you're more in tune with that energy and you trust it and you follow it, then it'll take you where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you on so many different levels. You know, for the longest time I used to remember, I asked myself like, what, what makes you feel connected to a community? And I think it's a variety of things, but energy is for sure. One of them. Um, humans first is a very unique experience because Every single person, even though they bring in their own perspectives and uniqueness to it, I think there's still that common energy that gets built at the, from the beginning of the call, stays there throughout it, and is there at the very end. And I think that's a very interesting space to be in. And that's, you know, that's ultimately what brings me back, is just yeah. knowing that whichever week it is that I have the time to do so, that I can expect a similar thing. Yeah, exactly. When you started this this particular community through Twitter, is that right? Yes. What made you want to do that? And which component of that community was missing for you that you felt that this particular effort would be able to kind of fulfill? Great question. Um so that I started that community five years ago and that was right when I lived overseas for a year with my family in Azerbaijan. Um, and that was one of the best experiences in my life, but also one of the toughest, mm -hmm. um, being disconnected from not only people, but everything that I knew as far as just life itself and the way of doing things and, made me realize so many things I took for granted. Um, but then again, it opened up my eyes and my mind to so many alternative ways of living and doing things. Um, so back then, since I, I really felt like I had no one I could connect with, I really tuned into social media a lot in that past mm -hmm. year. And I really found the value of community, the value of all these specifically in Twitter, I discovered Twitter chats and I, I got, I was, became a regular in quite a bit of them because that's, that's the way I felt kind of fulfilled. Um, cause I love to learn. That's how I felt fulfilled during the week because I had really no one else to connect with because of the time difference. And right when we were moving back, I was thinking, you know, I, I want to, kind of do this. I, mm -hmm. I wanted, I didn't find a community that was about telling your own personal stories and daring each other to be themselves, mm. um, giving courage. So I kind of wanted to do that. And I, I found the opportunity to do so. Um, one of the very great chats that I used to follow was coming to an end and she had, um, 
a pretty nice following with like-minded people that I connected with. And I, I took that time slot. Um, and it worked out. Um, it was nothing like her chat and some people left and some people joined and some people have remained consistent for the past mm -hmm. five years. And I mean, we explore everyday topics. It's not, not rocket science, but <laughs> I like to put in a different kind of spin, a spin that makes you think. Um, and so sometimes there's some questions out there for those not familiar with Twitter chats, every five minutes you pose a new question and everyone answers that question with a certain hashtag, the name of the chat. And so every once in a while I, I put a question and it's like complete silence. And then after three minutes, boom, it all comes in. <laughs> so it's, I like to make people think and, and ask in different ways. And sometimes it gets a little personal. I understand if people are uncomfortable, but yet they still keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's that, that, that fact of just trying to be different and really hone into the humanness behind certain topics, perhaps some of the elephants in the room that people do not want to address, but in a respectful manner, in a heart centered manner that, I hear later that people appreciate and actually that's what I appreciate from people as well. Being able to be myself both imperfectly and perfectly. Um, I didn't want to be one of those chat hosts that, you know, comes across as being the expert of everything. Um, I admit when I have a learning moment or when I've done things that um, I've had hardships on. So I, it's a growing thing together and it's really, I look forward to every Tuesday night because it gives me strength, inspiration. Um, and really they, they thank me, but I thank them. Mm. I love that because it just makes me think that, you know, for the longest time, I truly believe that my story is not for me. I think my story is for other people to see themselves. I think my story is a doorway to someone else or an entry point, whatever it may be. And so service and doing what you do is so important because I think it just allows us to really understand each other on a human level. You know, when we're there just to serve and not to expect anything in return, I think that's when the ultimate breakthroughs happen. That's when we can kind of step into the unknown and be in a position where we are to, there to learn. Where yeah. we are there to stay curious, ask questions. I mean, asking questions, I think, is the most powerful thing we can do. And for me, I remember I was in ninth grade because of the fact that I, did, I didn't feel like I could speak English as well as some of the other students. I remember I would walk into this English class and, you know, there was a seat in the back corner, back right corner as I walk in and I would sit down and I would go like this. So the teacher wouldn't see me and I'd hide behind the book, especially during times when we were asked to read out loud. Yeah. Every, everyone was asked. And so I figured, okay, if I do this and then I just stare at the clock and I just see that big arrow go from 10, 11, 12, and then the bell rings and I'm, I'm off, you know, until the next time type of thing. Yeah. But then my teacher did something and um, to this day, I don't know if she actually knows the impact she had on me. She stood up in the middle of class and she said, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And that's where my breakthrough happened. And I think the same thing is true with life. I think what you're doing, giving people the space to process, to ask questions 
and to even ask them questions. And you are right. A lot of the things, they truly aren't rocket science. It's just us being human beings. I mean, even talking about moments of forgiveness, acceptance, you know, we've all been through it. Right. We've all had situations where we had to experience both. So I love the space that you're doing. Um, To take us a step back within this theme of brokenness that we started to explore, I want to be able to actually take this chance. And, you know, you, you mentioned that once upon a time you viewed yourself with that particular label. In today's day and age, how do you look at yourself? Look at myself as a work in progress. Not broken. I, I, I believe that actually nobody's broken. It's just a label or maybe perhaps a word that's disguised as something else. Mm. Um, perhaps broken means not perfect. Well, guess what? No one is. <laughs> so it's, I, I don't know. I'm not, I am not phased by it anymore. I'm not scared by it anymore. Um, although when people say I'm broken, I don't use it. I don't see it as an excuse. I say, so I say, how, what do you mean you're broken? And then they tell me, I'm like, I don't think you're broken. So it's just, sometimes it's the use of the word, um, um, you have to come, don't assume peop, you and the person that's using the word mean the same thing. Mm. Um, so I, I mean, that's broken thinking in itself. <laughs> so it's, I think a lot of it just has to do with perfect versus imperfect. And this whole image we have of ourselves that we need to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't meet it, then, oh, we're broken or mm-hmm. we're imperfect or we're horrible or or embarrassing, whatever word you use that's negative is you're broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's just the way you, you look at life. You, you look to accept it and embrace it, or you look to, to dwell on it and become stagnant. Mm, I love that perspective. Final thought for today's episode. And this is a question that I ask all of our guests that come onto the show. And that is who or what are you grateful for today? Who or what am I grateful for today? So many, so many things come to mind, but at at the very end, all those things are here and present um, because of life. I'm, I'm grateful of life in general of, 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 I mean, so many times I, I thought of myself, like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? I feel broken. I feel I'm not meeting expectations, but I'm grateful for the higher power that has enabled us to be here despite our odds, despite our struggles and in giving us the courage to keep going. Mm. I'm grateful for another day to get the courage to keep going and to keep building on the person that I'm meant to be. Mm. Andrea, how do people find you? And what are some of the things that you can, you have coming up that people can be a part of? So definitely Twitter. If you're on Twitter, um, every Tuesday night at 
8 p.m. Eastern. I host Dare to Be Chat, so you can find me every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Hashtag Dare to Be. I'm also on Medium, a blogging platform, under Andrea Claudia, not Andrea Sanchez, Andrea Claudia, and I, I talk about a lot of those personal stories, courageous topics, maybe elephant in the room type of things. In my blog there, I also have a publication there called Worthy. Um, other than that, I'm still trying to develop my passion project, which is Spark Story, which is my business, and I'm trying to see how I can create more of a platform for people to, to have courage to be who they are. Mm. And what is that project about, just a little bit, just in case people are interested in learning more or connecting with you about it? I'm looking to see how I can expand um, a community similar to what you're doing, Oleg, actually, um, in getting a group of people to tell their stories. But mm -hmm. I, so, I mean, so often we go into um, events and where they have speakers, which are amazing with all sorts of pedigrees and experiences and training and, and all that stuff. I, I want to see an event where it's, about just the being celebrating being human in general. So anyone could be a speaker. Um, so I, I think you don't have to prove yourself or have a certain title or have a certain education. I think everyone has a story to tell. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to see if, if I can get something started like that. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for okay. sharing. And um, for those that are listening, dare to be which is actually a phenomenal name. Um, I, I really like that because it, it, you know, there's so much that speaks to it, the courage, the strength, the resilience, uh, but also the, I think the opportunity to take that next step forward and, and be the person that you want to be that carries with that name. So I think it's a brilliant name um, for the work that you do. And so I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate you sharing your perspective and being on the show. Thanks, Oleg. And I, I, I'm so happy that we got to connect, that you connected with me, and I applaud everything that you're standing for as well. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Also, consider joining us on our weekly calls called Courageous Conversations every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. For more information, please go to overcomingodds.today. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we we'll look forward to having you next week.